yeah, all in all, a very good team. It's a, sh it's a pity that uh, Kruiswijk, who came in third last year, obviously uh, isn't able to join because he dislocated his shoulder. Uh, but uh, yeah, super strong team. Yeah, I think it's their race to lose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jerry made a prediction when we were texting before that if um, Rundledge falls off, that Tom will step up and end up winning. Right? Is that yeah, your prediction yeah, yeah. overall? That's, that's, that's my prediction. <laughs> yeah. DN plus one global yet very local cycling podcast brought to you by lowland cycling hi good day everybody this is the lowland cycling podcast uh, my name is uh, jerry de bruin and today i have with me uh, jeff the co-host and uh, Josh Wagner, good friend of the show and uh, cycling fanatic. Um, guys, how are you doing? Doing well. Yeah, it's uh, exciting times looking at uh, at cycling. We have the Tour de France starting. Uh, we have some classics that uh, that are in the books uh, right now. A lot of ha a lot has ha happened, uh, obviously, uh, but uh, more on that uh, later. Um, Anything uh, specific going on with uh, Jeff? You you rode a mountain bike race uh, today. How, how did that go? Yeah, yeah, that was great. Actually, you came with me, so yep. you were there on the sidelines taking pictures and cheering everyone on, and um, it went well. It came down to a um, basically a two up sprint, and I got second, but uh, it was a good battle, uh, hour and fifty minute race, and it came down to within five seconds uh, at the end. Um, but along the route, uh, I heard a lot of people mentioning Jerry and you're kind of a mini celebrity now people are know you through the podcast. Yeah. I think people have questions like, who is this Jerry? What is his <laughs> cycling background? So, uh, maybe you yeah. want to tell us like how you got into cycling and what's your background? Oh yeah, sure. No, it was actually funny that, uh, People make the reference uh, to the uh, to the to the podcast and uh, and, and recognize you uh, from from earlier episodes. But uh, no, I think we uh, or I owe the the listeners uh, somewhat of an explanation and background uh, for for myself. No, so and I made a reference a, a number of times in in the podcast itself. So I uh, came uh, came over from the Netherlands six and a half years ago. Moved over with my family uh, for for work. And uh, um, so that has been a, been a great adventure um, living in the Philadelphia area with uh, nice uh, slopey hills and uh, um, the Appalachian Mountains a little bit further down the road. And then it's really flat if you go to the, to the shore. So for a cyclist, it's, uh, it's, it's really nice and completely different than, uh, than where I used to live in, uh, back in the Netherlands. So I grew up in, uh, in Amsterdam. Uh, the capital of uh, of the Netherlands, so I'm really a city boy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, when I met my wife, I moved down south to uh, to Brabant, um, and uh, um, so that was uh, that was always uh, very interesting. Completely different cycling kind of culture, um, sort of say. Um, and for me, getting into cycling, it's uh, um, in the Netherlands. 
you know, cycling is like uh, a way of transport, really. So um, I think the per capita, um, everybody at least has one bike. So I think it's even up to two bikes per person that that, that lives in the Netherlands. So um, so it's 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 a transport. People commute by by bike, um, and I got my first bike when i was i don't know super young um uh, but i got my first race bike when i was five or six years old i, I can remember that very clearly I, I got it from my grandparents and uh so my granddad and my father um they were really cycling fans right it was the end of the 70s uh, early 80s um so you had the ti rally team from pay to post and you had uh, uh, Jan Raas and uh, uh, Henny Kuipers and you had uh, Gerry Kneteman obviously and they were dominating they were like the, the jumbo of uh, jumbo visma of uh, <laughs> of their era um, but I got my first uh, um, race bike but it had it was a commuter race bike it had the drop handlebars five gears um it had fenders on it <laughs> um, it was a quite a heavy bike but uh, i can i can remember when my dad would take me out for for rides and uh, we once went to the south of the netherlands and that's the area in the limburg area uh, where there are some hills um uh, when you do the uh, when they ride the Amsterdam gold race uh, that's where they go right it's uh, a lot of small steep hills um in a, in a very small area of the netherlands and uh, so i was climbing those those hills with my five gear bike when i was six seven eight years old so there was nice memories i i remember i uh, i i dropped my father <laughs> on on the climb um, and i think it was the cowberg and uh, i came up and i just bombed down the other side of the hill uh until I got into an intersection and I heard my dad calling. <laughs> I think he was a mile behind and he called Jerry. And I looked behind and that was not what he meant. I had needed to look in front of me. So there was this lady on a moped who basically ramped me in the side because I was just crossing the... Uh, so there was a big, uh, big crash. Um, luckily, the lady and myself, we were okay. But... Uh, yeah, that kind of uh, made me realize that uh, there are more people on the road. Um, <laughs> so accidents do happen. Um, I did some BMX uh, racing um, uh, following that. I really wanted to go do competitive cycling, uh, but uh, um, it was too expensive. Uh, I couldn't, I, I probably could have joined a club, uh, but getting a proper race bike and uh, joining a club and um uh, that was simply not uh, uh not not possible um so that was uh, uh my dad had a race bike and uh, let, let's say a proper race bike uh, i think it was a gazelle um really nice i, I guess okay bike um uh, but he, he he treated it really really carefully and uh it had the toe clips right it was uh, uh 10 gears and uh, he said when you're when you are old enough or basically when you grow enough so you can sit on the bike <laughs> uh, then 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 you 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 get my bike um, he, he never realized that it was already at 11. 
um, <laughs> right? So because uh, I'm wow. I'm six six five, so I grew much harder than he ever expected. So uh, <laughs> when I was 11, 12 years old, I, I rode his bike and I would take it everywhere. Um, never still the possibility to to join a club. Um, so racing competitively for me really happened much much later um, when I was. Uh, in my in my mid 20s 25 26 um, when i started racing a uh, uh, mountain bike um so i did that uh, for for the longest uh, time uh, both xc but also what they call a marathon racing which is the 60 70 mile mountain bike races in the south of the netherlands in germany uh, belgium also so i always enjoy doing that um uh, did a lot of uh, martial arts, so it was like a, a balancing act between martial arts and uh, and, and 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 cycling. So that's uh, that's somewhat of the the background. Uh, um, and when I moved south, when I met my wife, she was she's from the south of the Netherlands, and I moved from Amsterdam. Uh, that's where I I joined multiple clubs along the way, trying to kind of find myself, and it was was interesting. It's uh, you kind of I, I moved from the one club to the other and got more and more competitive along the way uh, but obviously i was already late 20 so my 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 uh my real competitive uh let's say uh dreams were were not there anymore but i, I guess most people ride to the best of their capabilities and, and be as competitive as they can and that's that's what i did but uh, i love cycling i, I it's uh, it's mountain biking it's road racing um, i really picked up cyclocross when i moved to the us uh, so that's that's strange um uh, the south of the netherlands is really well known for cyclocross um but uh, I, I never rode uh, cyclocross bike uh, over there um, so that, that's what I started doing in the US. Um, moving to the US was quite interesting because I, I didn't cycle for the first, first year, basically, maybe even one and a half years, uh, because uh, I, I heard all these horror stories. It's not safe. There are no cycling lanes. It's uh, people are crazy. Um, and uh, <laughs> um, it, it, so it took me a while to, uh, and I was also traveling for work a lot, but it took me a while to get my first first bike. I sold all my bikes when we moved to the US. Oh no. It's, and I, I had some nice bikes, but uh, we needed the money, <laughs> right? <laughs> we were making the big step. And uh, so I basically sold all my bikes. I, I almost have to cry when I think about it, but uh, um, so that's what I did. And uh, I bought bought a fairly ch cheap bike, um, uh, started riding here in the US. And that's actually quite soon when I met uh, Josh um, uh, um, uh, via CMMD, um, who was doing an, uh, a charity ride. Uh, so I guess we were, riding and training for the the bridge to beach the uh uh you go over the ben franklin bridge and you ride all the way down to atlantic city um so that's uh that's where i met josh and uh that's how i got more and more into into cycling started doing some triathlons uh cyclocross racing and uh um joined the westchester cycling club so um yeah that's uh 
in a nutshell, <laughs> some background in uh, in cycling. And do you remember how uh, you and I met? Um, that's a good. At, 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 that's 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 I don't, that's actually strange because I knew you cycled and we waved and we said hi and uh, um, no, I, I I don't know actually. You don't remember? Like no. I remember you were in your garage with your bike, and I was just like, "Hey, you, you ride?" And you're like, "Yeah, you know, I'm getting a mountain bike." I'm like, "I'm a mountain biker. I'll show you the trail." Yeah, and yeah. You're like, a, okay, so great. Was, I'll let you was, know. Yeah, that was the literally the first time. So that's uh, and that's not too long ago, right? Um, it's uh, right. that was maybe right. one and a half, two years ago, something like that. Probably like yeah. two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because people ask, like, how do we know each other? And I mean, I could literally throw a football to your house, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily, you you probably can throw it. If I open the window, you you throw it on the dining yeah. table. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so then people always yeah. ask. Uh, they'll ask, like, what's the lowland cycling? So, what is the origin of that? Yeah. So, uh, uh, lowlands is uh, if you translate it, it's the the lowlands so um because there are not a lot of mountains like i said it's the very small area in the south of the netherlands and the rest is really flat as like what we say it's it's flat as a pancake mm. um, yeah. and um, and they call it the lowlands also has to do with the fact that the netherlands is three quarters of the netherlands is below sea level um, right. Right? right and we we are quite famous for uh, conquering uh, the sea um, but uh, <laughs> um, the climate uh, change shouldn't get any <laughs> any worse because uh, if the if the dikes break uh, we have a lot of problems so that's uh, yeah. that's, that's that's lowlands yeah so that's yeah. also what you see on 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 the shirt or the logo that we have so if a windmill yeah um, and, uh, <laughs> the windmills are used for many things but a lot of the things is that they pump water from back in the days pumped water from let's say the lower to the higher um and backwards mm -hmm. so to, to regulate the water in the in the different uh canals that that they uh, excavated to again to control the water so that's that's the lowlands cycling yeah so you're from from texas originally and it's also pretty flat right um yeah yeah well yeah so i was born in michigan and then california and then texas Texas and then Dallas was pancake flat, but yeah. then Austin is very hilly. And so I mean, that's where Lance is from. So right. we could definitely do some climbing out there, but that was really the only little area within Texas that you could really do any kind of climbing. Right. Um, so that is a cycling Mecca. I mean, Dallas is becoming a cycling Mecca too, but um, not like out here. My, my friends from Dallas have come out here and they're just, they're blown away with yeah everything that we have here, road, mountain, track, everything, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're kind of in the, the cycling epicenter here. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, I, I like it a lot. And, uh, and, and, and Josh, when, when, when I say that I met you via CMMD, that's, that's correct, right? I think the first ride with, let's say the original <laughs> cmmd uh, uh team back then that's that's when that's when i met you uh we started uh cycling i, I, I remember you 
I, I think the first one of the first ride, Josh, with, and and you you uh, you took the group and you had a great route, and you said, ah, there's no climbing because everybody <laughs> everybody was a lot of ladies and a lot of let's say beginner, and uh, but there was a group with with a, a, a decent, let's say. Uh, um, cycling skill and, and, and endurance and uh, we went towards I believe it was Lancaster and it absolutely had some hills <laughs> and uh, um, I was like making use of the momentum right? going down and going up again and uh, you came up to me at some point and said yeah that's also what I like to do is uh, to really go hard on uh, on these small climbs and uh, I guess we got a started talking and uh, figured out okay we need to uh, we need to ride together more often so yeah i think there was one yeah there. i saw him and i'm like that's somebody i can draft on for alex <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 that's 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 true again so that's uh how i got my nickname um they they started calling me the the dutch wall because everybody mm. was always sitting in me after me uh, behind <laughs> me in the draft <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's got some advantages some disadvantages yeah. but uh it's uh yeah it's cool yeah so sh shall we talk a little bit about uh the tour de france i uh sure. I'm, I'm counting down the days um it's uh it's uh, uh six days kind of yeah next saturday first yeah. first mm -hmm. uh, a top what do you think um if we start with uh with the uh the the the, the stages the uh everything kind of is because of covid it's in uh in, in france now so there is no start in the netherlands no start in wherever they would venture uh the last couple of years so everything is france what what do you think about the the, the stages and um who's the best suited to josh do you have uh yeah, it's it's interesting um, this year because you know Jumbo's got the the hot hand right now, and um, but it's the course is set out. It's not made for time trialists, and they have like the two best time trialists in the world. Yeah. So if Ineos actually had their full complement, I think they would have. Pretty much torn everyone else apart but it is the way it is so it should be interesting for sure <laughs> yeah yeah what about you uh jeff what do you think the the, the yeah i think stages. it's interesting yeah yeah, well, yeah the stages i think are interesting but i think it's interesting who's not going to be there right i mean there's some big names that are not going to be at the start line so i feel like it's a lot more open right mm -hmm. um who are these all arounders that are going to be competing? Right. I think you probably see a lot more French teams stepping up, right. Nice. And bringing in some, some all arounders, um, you know, not having Froome there, not having uh, Garen Thomas. That's, it's a big, that's a big miss. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I think those guys were just used to controlling the races. So now I think it's going to be a lot more open. I think it'll be entertaining too. Yeah. Do you, do you think they made a mistake not, not taking them to the Tour de France? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think at least one of them, right. Yeah. Put someone in there. Um, yeah. Cause they are the team to beat. Right. And you got two past tour winners. I mean, there's nothing like experience. So eliminating that you're just, 
<laughs> you're taking bullets out of your <laughs> out of your arsenal, right? Yeah, I, I believe so too because it takes away a lot of the strategy. Yeah, if only you, you would have yeah. that Thomas there or Enter Froome, even when they are not in the best shape, uh, other teams still will take them in account, and you can kind of fake it. Uh, and you can play right. a little bit more tactics because you know that every, everybody is looking at them. Um, and sometimes guys grow into the tour. Uh, other guys, yeah. and that's what they say about Roglic, for example, they get weaker um, in, in, yeah. in week three, right? And some guys, okay, they have a, a crappy first week, but they're able to kind of um, keep the damage uh, uh, in check. Um, and and grow into the to the second and third week. Um, so right. I, I, I like you like you said, Jeff. I would at least have taken one. So, but you never know what's behind it. Right, Froome is going right. to another team, and Thomas. I I haven't seen anything about. It, it didn't do anything this year yet. Um, right. Obviously, there weren't that many races, but um, I, I yeah, I didn't see him. Me personally, but yeah. Yeah, I would have taken yeah. Garen Thomas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and knowing how to navigate that whole thing, I think they should have taken him. Yeah. 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 And it's it's interesting because every year they're like, oh, it's a climbing race this year. Oh, it's a time trialers race. It's this, it's that. But it's it comes down to like the same five guys that are battling it out, right? Yeah. So to eliminate one of those five, is that seems like a huge miss, right? Yeah, they, so if you, the guy has the experience, even if he passes it on to one of his teammates, he can say, Hey, this is what you want to do. This is what you want to do. Right. It's almost like more like now a just that's that. what you were saying, right? Josh, it's it, 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 yeah. so, so much experience and he knows all the, all the tricks that there are. Let me see. So, so they have Bernal, uh, Carapaz, who's obviously a, <laughs> still a great rider. Um, yeah. they yeah. have, um, where did it go? Um, Castrovego, uh, Kwiatkowski, Luke Rowe, mm. Sifakov, Dylan van Barle, and Armador. Those are no slouches, right? It's, it's still a strong yeah. team, right? It's absolutely a very strong team, and it's it's a it's a climbing team. Um, it's 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 climbers, and especially. Kwiatkowski and Luke Rowe, um, Dylan van Barle. If you if you look at the, the different stages, there are not a lot of let's say uh, horse category climbs. Uh, there, there it, there's a lot of climbing, but it's 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 cat two and cat one climbs mainly. So it's uh, kind of it levels the playing field. Um, yeah, I was shocked yeah. that Ineos brought Carapaz and. Essentially, took him out of the Giro, which he won last year. Yeah, I just it seems a little strange to me. Right. Yeah. This is his first tour, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Carapaz. Yeah. 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 So that's that's nuts. Like, oh, this is your first time, and you're the our team leader. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Double pressure. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the um, I think a wild card team. Uh, for me, could be uh, EF Pro Cycling. They also have a really, really good team. Um, and uh, so it's Uran, 
Martinez, Iguita, TJ Van Garder, uh, Michael Woods. Uh, I like Michael Woods. Mm. He's always in the offense, so that's uh, it's a great guy. Um, and then uh, Betiol is a young mm. guy, super good Italian guy. Yeah. Um, uh, and and I'm not sure if they have the complete team already. I'm not sure if Lawson Craddock is is going to to join mm. them too. But uh, I think they, yeah, I don't know. They might be a surprise. Um, it's uh, it, it's it's a great team. Wasn't Betio fourth at Stroud Bianca? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. just missed the podium, right? He just missed the podium, and he's yeah. Uh, yeah, I like him. It's it's a great. Great liner. I think a lot yeah. of the riders who were close but not on the podium have a chance now to either get on the podium or even win, like um, Nairo and Landa and even Rigo. Yeah. Um, Zacharine, Yates. You know, I think they mm-hmm. all, depending on how you know, Jumbo does, they all have a shot. Yeah. At least eight wins for sure. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I, I I hope that Jumbo Visma does well. I I I do believe that they have the strongest team now, um, but it, it's 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 about staying fit, not crashing. Um, so much can happen. Right, it can change within within a day, literally. But if you look at the uh, the Jumbo Visma team, so they have Dumoulin, Roglic. Uh, their captain is Tony Martin. And if you recall last year, how much work he put in, in between the mountains or on those flat stages, just keeping everybody together, bringing people to the front. He's like, a, I don't know, he's, his engine is like out of this world. Um, and obviously you have Wout van Aert, who is in, like, I think, the best shape of his life. He just won the Belgium TT uh, championship. And... Uh, uh, Hasing, George Bennett, who did great. Um, Seb Kuss, um, he won the oh. stage in uh, Dauphiné, right, super, super strong. Um, and then they added uh, Grundel Janssen. Um, he's the Norwegian uh, champ. Um, so he's a good, strong rider, um, uh, mid-mountain uh, type, of, type of guy. So... Yeah, all in all, a very good team. It's a, sh- it's a pity that uh, Kruiswijk, who came in third last year, obviously uh, isn't able to join because he dislocated his shoulder. Uh, but uh, yeah, super strong team. Yeah, I think it's their race to lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jerry made a prediction when we were texting before that if... Um, Rundledge falls off, then Tom will step up and end up winning, right? Is that yeah, your prediction yeah, yeah. overall? That's, that's, that's my prediction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, obviously I'm, uh, I'm a chauvinistic type of guy. Uh, but <laughs> if you look at uh, Tom Dumoulin in the Dauphiné, um, I don't think he was going full gas, but he was most certainly testing himself. On, on different stages, on different different mountains, and that's uh, uh, that's always. And I, I saw the same almost look in his eyes when he won the the Giro a couple of years ago. Um, and that's uh, uh, yeah. So I yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm super excited. I think that the again 
leveling the kind of the playing field because you don't have that many uh, uh, horse category mountains and there's only one time trial um, and it's it's um, it, it it finishes uphill on the the plants Belvia uh, which is a very steep mountain um, they they call it the uh, the mini albues um, so it's it's got a lot of switchbacks uh, but it's it's quite steep and uh, um, yeah that and that's that's on the um, not on 20, the final right? day but the day before stage 20 so that that's going to be super interesting uh, to see what happens there um, yeah you can have a climber not fear to lose minutes on the tt because it's a climbing tt right. and end up winning it's like somebody you know who wouldn't typically win overall could you know tie it up on on a climbing tt it's crazy yeah yeah, yeah. fun that's not a typical uh, Tour de France move either, right? After uh, Laurent Fignon lost it the day before, the um, I think they were like, we don't want any decisive no, <laughs> stages the so, day before so the finish. The, uh, and this yeah. seems to be kind of counterintuitive for them, right? right. Yeah, and that's that's in the uh, I actually I I've uh, climbed that mountain, uh, Planche Belvia, um, and the story mm. is that. There was this landlord he had a castle there and i don't know there's a, a story there I'll, I'll look it up i think you like it uh, josh it's uh the medieval type of uh um so oh. it's 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 called the 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 mountain of the pretty ladies of the pretty girls plunge belvia and uh so i i did that i think it was in 98 or 99 um I did a, a cycle sportif, which is a Crown Fondo, um, and it's called the, the Trois Ballons. Um, so it was about 110 miles, but it had 14,000 feet of climbing. <laughs> I'm not a climber, wow. but back then I was especially not a climber. And uh, But I, I went there with uh, uh, two of my cycling buddies and... Uh, uh, my wife actually Sandrine she was there we didn't have kids yet it was was pre-kids and uh, she drove around uh, handing out bottles and uh, so she was our uh, super domestic by car <laughs> uh, finding us uh, everywhere so it was pretty cool but there's also a sad sad story there so the the, the one friend um, he had to uh, stop basically because he was uh, uh, uh he had an allergic reaction uh, too many pollens in the air and he, he couldn't really breathe uh, that easy and the other guy who who was a true climber um who, who who would beat me on every climb all the time um he he couldn't keep up so i was doing my one out of ten miles and uh I, I stopped in the village just before uh, Planche Belvia and um, I said, uh, um, uh, where, where, where is he? And, uh, um, uh, and my wife said, yeah, it's not looking good. He's, he's an hour behind you. I said, oh, I said, uh, is he stopping? No, no, no. He said, where's Jerry? Um, and my, my wife and my friend that, that already stopped, he said, uh, Jerry's an hour in front of you. I said, he said, I need to keep on going. I need to keep on going. So he went on 
So I climbed uh, the Planche Belfia um, and I, I turned down. I was already down for an hour and he came and he still wanted to finish. Um, uh, later, we found out that he had cancer. Um, mm. So there was already, um, let's say, in his body and a couple of weeks later, he passed away. So that was, uh, that was pretty tough. Um, that was also one of the reasons why I wanted to do the charity ride for uh, for CMMD uh, on the bike. But that uh, it's it's like like many many stories, right? You you have good memories. It's beautiful, right? When you go out on your bike and uh, you, especially with hill climbing, high high mountains. I remember I was passing this lake for for miles um, and then i went up i think it was a, a, a mountain called the saint mark it was in it's in the Foggies uh, mountains in uh, uh, mid mountains in in france and uh, a lot of switchbacks and you climb and you climb and you climb and you climb and climb and an hour one and a half hour later you come on top and you look down and the and the lake is like three inches big <laughs> right <laughs> and it's it's it was the the the, the bluest of blue greenish beautiful lake and that's uh so these memories stick with you and then um yeah you lose one of your friends a couple of weeks after um so that's uh yeah that's tough but yeah if the chair is the, the nice moment so so that's the plants Belvia. Yeah. i i remember climbing up that hill going so slow that the the, the flies and the mosquitoes were just killing me they were eating me alive <laughs> because i was only doing i don't know five six miles an hour just creeping up that uh that uh that that mountain so yeah it's uh how fast do you think they'll teach you up that mountain uh it's like let's like a sprint yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh, for me it was at also at the very end of that that i don't know fourteen thousand feet of climbing but uh um and maybe it was not even five six miles in of uh, maybe it was even six k an hour <laughs> it was just <laughs> super slow but uh yeah um no they they will fly up that uh that that hill um like there is no tomorrow yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there, who are the outsiders for the for the Tour de France? I know you, uh, Josh, you are a big fan of uh, Pogacar. Yeah, uh, although based on his recent performance, I'm not sure he's. Yeah, maybe he'll come in the form. Maybe he won't. I don't know. Right. They always break my heart in the end. <laughs> yeah, and 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 his team is <laughs> is okay, but. Do you have any outsiders, uh, Jeff, that you uh, say for hmm. uh What about Tom Squinch for uh, Trek? I think the Trek team, they've got some, uh, they got Richie Port, Bucky Malama, Matt Peterson, Jesper Students. they yeah. got a solid team. And Tom, Tom Squinch has been kind of at the back, you know, like kind of just a little behind everyone else. Mm -hmm. I think he's been waiting to break out. It could be his tour. Yeah. You know? I yeah, think Lopez I, could yeah. be a, a dark horse. Yeah. Yeah, true. Like so me. but but I, I like the that the, the track team. So they seem to have their act together more and more. 
you know when you listen yeah. to uh, Lance Armstrong's podcast he always obviously has some history there so <laughs> um, but he is always <laughs> like uh, that they they don't know what they're doing and uh, they can I think he, he he kind of enjoyed them uh, not not performing that well but this yeah. year and, and previous year they have been getting some successes and that that team seems more balanced so yeah to your point uh, Jeff and I, I, I do think they uh, um yeah might be might be surprising and yeah lopez uh, the Astana team uh, they have a good team too um so they have lutsenko isagiri um a couple of really good riders there yeah is uh Nibali not doing the tour he's on track now isn't he yes he he's probably doing the uh no he's not on there no he's probably doing the the giro yeah. yeah. Surprise not seeing him on that star list. Yeah. Yeah, this long team going in riders. Is that right? Is there eight riders um per team this year? I think I it's right. Yeah. Instead of yeah. nine. Yeah. So some of these like EF still needs to they have way more listed right now than Yeah, exactly. Than we're will be on the final. Now, it's interesting. The Bora Hansgrove is all just based around Peter Sagan, <laughs> right? Yeah. It looks like lead out people and Peter. So that's what, that's what they're going for. Yeah. And, and they had, um, two, Buchmann, uh, two guys. So you had Schachmann and Buchmann, but they both crashed. So are they going to oh, make right. it? Yes or no. You know, the, what was the, yeah. um, was it Bookman who was with um, Bernal on the, almost every climb last year? Yeah. He looked really good, I think. Yeah, they're, they're good riders. And, uh, um, but he, he, he crashed. Um, he ran into the car, which took a left turn. You see that? Oh, the car on the, yeah. on the course? On yeah, the course, yeah. The lady, she took a left turn because he came out of nowhere and he was on the left side and she took a left turn and uh, he crashed and he broke his collarbone, I believe. So he's not, he's yeah. not going to. Yeah. That would be a, yeah. a miraculous recovery. He yeah. started. Huh. He finished. Right. So talk about uh, cycling being, being the toughest sport uh, there is, but uh, yet another example of somebody with a broken bone <laughs> finishing the, the race. It was, not that, that long to go, but uh, but still, yeah. You know what's really an interesting team, actually, looking at it, the uh, uh, Bahrain-McLaren team. So yeah, you have I was looking uh, at that Landa, too. like you mentioned, but you also have Woutpools, mm -hmm. who's always, uh, mm. I don't know, when he's in form, he can, he can really make a difference. Um, Mohoric is, is a good rider. Um, Sonny Cabrelli. Cabrelli is good um mm -hmm. so that's that's uh it, it's not as they don't have as much depth as the other bigger teams but uh landa and pools uh they can they can maybe go for a stage win or two um right mm -hmm. yeah i'd like to see landa hit the right form at the right yeah. time because i think he can be dangerous but it just that's a consistency luck as over always. and over <laughs> the land is great, but it's his consistency. He always has these one or two days that he's 
it, it is, there's many, he's minutes behind. Um, at least it feels like that, and that kind of ruins his Grand Tour uh, ambitions. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, it's a love-hate relationship with that guy. You know? <laughs> sometimes you, you cheer for him, sometimes you just want him to <laughs> drop out. <laughs> it's the uh, one other uh, competition within the competition, right? So um, uh, the green jersey, is, is, it, is it, can we already give it to Sagan or is there uh, potentially somebody else that uh, could take it? I don't know of anyone uh, yeah. that can survive. Uh, who's the? Uh, who's the? Who's the guy from? Who's a sprinter from Australia? Um, oh, uh, yeah. is it uh, Burnett? Caleb. Caleb. Oh, Caleb Ewing. Caleb Ewing. Yeah, but he doesn't um, climb. He's coming up. You know, yeah, it's a strong sprinter, yeah. but it, it can get over these smaller hills. Um, and that's where Sagan mm -hmm. usually gets his points. He gets in the breakaway, gets over the three, four, maybe even two cat, uh, gets an intermediate sprint, collects the points like that. And Caleb Ewan is, uh, you never know, maybe if he takes home all the, the sprints that, that, that he can take, maybe, yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking about uh, Wout van Aert, but mm. I think their goal is the yellow jersey. Um, yeah. he's, uh, there's no side projects for them, <laughs> right? No yeah. big projects. It's just uh, the yellow jersey and nothing else. So um, I, I think he's going to be a super domestic. Um, yeah. But he, he could win the, the team green jersey. Yeah. I'm not sure. Sagan's team look like. What was that? Uh, Matteo Trentin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if he uh, would fall into the green jersey category, but he seems to get over all kinds of stuff and make it there to the finish. Yeah. Yeah. He's strong. Was that also who you were saying, Jeff, or Trentin? No. I was just. Say like um, I think um, Sagan's team is just made for the green jersey. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at the the roster, right? I think they're just going to tell him to the line. So yeah. I think you're right. I think he's going to take it. Yeah, yeah. should be. I don't think he'll win as many stages as he usually does. He seems to be kind of falling off that high high end, but I still think he's probably good enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anything for uh, mm -hmm. Quintana, uh, Adam Yates, Daniel Martin, Pinot. Pinot was strong in the Dauphiné. And he says he's a Dumoulin type of rider. I would love to see all those guys on like their peak form, but they always break my heart by week three for some reason or another. Yeah. I, I mean, Quintana in the beginning of this year was on fire. Yeah. And then just lately he seems kind of mediocre. So who knows? The uh, I I heard this interesting take on on why that is. And uh, what I've heard is that, and I think that's that's an interesting statement. Does it have so so coming out of COVID? 
the bigger teams with the bigger budgets just have had had their plan together they were going on altitude um, uh, training um, they organized all kinds of stuff there's also a difference that Ineos and Jumbo Visma were in Northern Europe all the the other teams were either in South America or Southern Europe and you couldn't you couldn't bike outside um, and in the Netherlands Belgium UK for the longest time it was it was let's say quarantine but you still go could go out by yourself and and go out on bike so um, uh, the organization of the bigger teams and the ability to go out and ride I think that's 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 still that's that's why there might be so many differences in um, fitness and 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 uh, stamina and, and and overall performance between the different riders because to your point Quintana was like he was in really really good shape um, very early in the year uh, we haven't seen him yet yeah do you think that's uh, that's uh, there might be some truth in there coming out of COVID and and just just see a lot of big differences in in how fit these riders are whether it's from the amateur level, <laughs> but also on the pro level, right? Yeah. And we think yeah, like and advantage just living at that altitude for so long and have, being forced to train there as opposed to Europe. But I guess we'll see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it will yeah. be interesting. Any concerns about uh, COVID? Uh, Jeff, you uh, you sent me a text message that uh, Dutch rider actually, women rider. I have to look up her name. Uh, Inga van der Heide, she tested positive mm -hmm. for for COVID. Um, yep. Right. And that made. Right. Uh, and now they have a rule. Yeah. yeah. The tour has a rule. Two. We don't know if it's two two people on the team or, or two riders, but if they're test positive, then they're out of the tour. So that could throw a lot of wrenches into people's plans, right? Right. Especially if it's staff, right? If it's two Swaniers that get it, right? And the team's out. That can hmm. wreak havoc, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, I, I, the one thing that I don't understand the Tour de France is, is the most important, right? That's that's a lot of cycling evolves around the Tour de France. It's it is what it is. Why why are you letting all these teams go back to their own respective countries and do their national championships? I don't understand. They go back to their family. They see other people. They they're getting out of their bubbles, right? Because a lot of these teams have been training together and now they are back in their own country and then have to go back to the team i think it's it i think there is a big risk there mm -hmm. hopefully not <laughs> hopefully yeah. everybody stays right. safe and healthy but uh it's 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 a big risk right yeah okie dokie so final final question the question Jeff, who's who's going to win? Uh, who's going to win? I 
I got to say, I don't know at this point. I got to see the first weekend. I mean, there's so many people that could take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. It's too early to call. How about you, Josh? I don't want to steal Jerry's answer, so I'll say... Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with... Uh, <laughs> kind of I'm, the obvious answer, but... Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going for... I'm I'm going to call the 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 top three. So it's it's Dumoulin, huh? it's uh, um, Bernal, and it's Pinot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Huh. Dumoulin. Okay. Bernal Pinot. Yep. What about, How about you, Josh? You, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> you want my three? Yeah. All right, I'll go uh, Runchling. Um, I'm going to go Nairo a second again. And then Tom Dom will be number three. I can, I can mm-hmm. live with that. Now, now you have to give me yours, uh, Jeff. It's uh, You might be wrong. You might be correct. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. I'm going to go with uh, Alaphilippe, um, Roglic, and then Iran. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's a surprise. That's, uh, yeah. That, that I would think, be amazing. If I that's, think they're uh, going to be pushing hard. Yeah. yeah. It'd be neat to see them. Like, EF, they always push, you know, they never get there, but this could be the year. Yeah. So. Yeah. So one other thing. So I, I spoke about uh, uh, the TI rally, right? Early 80s. And uh, you know who won the Tour de France 40 years ago? 40 years? Who's that? 4-0. <laughs> that was Joop Soetermelk. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Joop Soetermelk. So... Uh, he uh he won he won from i think it was bernard he he know back then um so mm. that's uh yeah that's a while ago so i think we're due for another <laughs> tour de france uh, winner uh yeah yeah okay cool are there any D- dutch riders in the teams do we know of for for any of the teams this year oh no yeah so uh Dumoulin is uh he's dutch okay yeah and yep. um uh, you have uh, an interesting one is uh, Case Ball. He's a sprinter. He's he's mm. he's young. Um, yeah, we 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 won't go into the the other two Dutch sprinters, right? Uh, <laughs> who uh, basically crashed. Um, so that was right. that was sad and very very unfortunate. But um, so you have Case Ball. You have Wout Pools. Um, mm. You have Geesink. Uh, obviously, um, Molama, right? Molama, yeah. So yeah, um, and Molama yeah. is in pretty good shape. He, he was uh, hanging on in the in the Dauphiné for for a long time. Not not a Dauphiné, but in the uh, in the classic. So he was he was doing pretty well. Yeah. No, yeah. it's uh, nice. Tom Dumoulin. That's uh, that's my guy. That's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll uh, keep the, the listeners informed about the Tour de France. 
and uh, will be very very exciting and uh, we'll uh, we'll keep track and make sure to uh, to fill in my fantasy uh, Tour de France team I'll uh, I won't uh, cheat. I will cheat. I will keep my uh, <laughs> three uh, three picks uh, there. So that's. Uh, but uh, but but thanks for uh, for your time and uh, yeah. Let's 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 look forward to the Tour de France. Sounds good. All, All right. right. Thanks, guys.